the ice king wants for Christmas is the love of a beautiful princess. It's the warming glow of friendship to feel like he belongs. He will freeze you and kidnap you, but it's only because he has to. Some archaeological snafu. Merry Christmas and welcome back to the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the egos of all other people at the table. I am one of your hosts, Dungeon Master Mitch. And I'm Dungeon Master Chris. (gasps) And I'm Dungeon Master Neil. Hey, whoa. whoa. Three hosts. Oh, this must be a special episode. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) So this is our Christmas episode, and we are super, super happy to have you all joining us uh, today to listen in. We have a different but special episode ahead of us. And before we do that, let's, of course, still do some five-star reviews. So the first one we have from... DM Pemberfoot, I'll say. Sure, that sounds good. The <laughs> it's titled "Best Podcast in Gaming," period. Yeah, with I've an been, exclamation point. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> not to be confused. It, yeah, there's the word "period," not the that. Uh-huh. Uh I have been searching for a gaming podcast that is both relevant as well as informative, and let me assure you, this is it. I would seriously give it six stars if I could. <laughs> I, I have been gaming and DMing for 20 years, and these guys are still able to give me golden nuggets to use in my home campaigns. It has become part of my morning routine before Army PT, so keep those episodes coming, fellas. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Golden nuggets and six stars. So that's our si- our first six star review, yes. if it were possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, our next one is from Fane Patriot, Idiot's Guide to Mastering Dungeons. Five star reviews. I'm a new DM about to run my first game with more than my wife as a PC. I created a Halloween special spinoff of my buddy's game using a bunch of the tricks given from this podcast. I would have never had the confidence or idea to start if it wasn't for these guys and their awesome show. It was even cooler when I found out they were fellow Michigan boys. Well, Ooh. Mitch is kind of from Michigan. You've kind of... I, I have a, <laughs> a Michigan's driver's license. Oh, well, I, all right. I live here then you're, then you're here. Right. <laughs> I've been here for years. Uh, would love to play in one of their games any day of the week. So thank you, Fane Patriot, for your five-star review. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, it's funny to hear him mention a Halloween special in our Christmas episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just how the five-star <laughs> reviews line up. Our next one comes from Creeper Overlord. Oh, Yay. such a good Christmas name. Awesome podcast, five stars. This is the first review I have ever written. Congrats. But this podcast warrants it. It is my source of inspiration of dungeon mastering as I have never been a player Thanks for everything and keep up the good work. Hey, thanks, Creeper Overlord. Thanks for writing your first review to us. We feel very special. Speaking of perfect Christmas names, uh, the next one is by Leopard Goddess. (laughs) And it's entitled Leopard Goddess. Uh, I'm both a new player and a new DM. This podcast has been immensely helpful to me. 
They gave great tips and ideas for campaigns and have helped take the nerves out of starting my own game. Their stories of games past are always good for inspiration or a laugh. Not both. Just either or. <laughs> one, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful podcast for anyone looking to begin as a DM. Thank you, Leopard Goddess. That was an awesome review. Hey, so we are going to be, in this episode, we're going to be asking the 12 questions of Christmas to each other. This is just going to be very different than most of our episodes we're going to give you an inside look to just our our year at the DMB and some other things with the role playing games but it should be a lot of fun. So, let's let's begin. Let's have that first question be asked and answered. Our first question of the 12 questions of Christmas is what was your favorite episode from the Dungeon Masters block in the year 2015? Neil, I kind of want to hear from you first since you kind of were a listener and then made your way into yeah. getting into being a part of the podcast. So what would be your favorite episode? All of them? No, the uh, <laughs> oh. cop All right, out, so cop go. Out. <laughs> Well done. Well done Job on my security. part. Um, no, I think the, the one that stood out the most for me was uh, the ones from Rich Howard because I had reached out to Rich after the fact and talked with Rich quite a bit afterwards. So making that connection and then his willingness to be the first guest I had on DMnastics. Yeah. So. Aw, little love for Rich Howard. Oh, yeah. Christmas. How it, and I'll put in a random clip of him laughing and saying how much he likes that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? Uh, my favorite. I had to think about this. I had to like scroll back through all of our episodes. And when I came to it on our feed, I was like, oh, that's the one. Uh, it was definitely the Hired Heroes episode. That was probably uh, yeah, my yeah, favorite because yeah. it was like, it was a lot of time put in both thinking and playing via play by post and then getting to record it and making, sitting there for probably 20 minutes at your table yelling and screaming and trying to come up with fighting noises <laughs> which, and grunts. Which was definitely like, you know, people listen to that podcast and they have no idea the awkwardness and the oh, fun it that was, was behind so it. Weird. Of just like me having to sit there and, and be like, Chris, I know, I know it's weird, but I need you to make like, 30 to 40 like attack sounds yeah. right now is Malil <laughs> well, and like you're like our neighbor like your neighbors probably think you're crazy yeah or and well and your wife was sitting in the other room I was like yeah. this is so weird uh, you're just so going weird. ah yeah whoo yeah well and then you guys had to make no- we all had to yell in gnomish voices <laughs> we had to do that yeah and you guys had to do Here's rat thing, noises you weren't even yeah you weren't there for the most yeah. awkward part and that was me and uh, hashtag magic mark doing rat noises and just yeah. going ah, like over and oh, over yeah. and over yeah. again so but that was a yeah that's a good that answer. was one of my that, favorite ones <laughs> that was a good answer uh for me i i looked at it it was harder for me to find a favorite episode and like as i'm looking at this list i'm like i don't know if my answer is actually my answer but <laughs> i'm gonna stick to it so uh episode 47 world building jumping timelines batman mm. and simply this was one of my favorite not just because the content like i love timelines and alternate timelines and that's been a huge focus for me in fantasy lore and in the lore of my world but also because we got to record this episode on a boat while trying to fish it was so fantastic i forgot that's where we recorded that one was on a boat (laughs) yeah yeah yep just i i will remember that that episode forever because of that like where we where we recorded it just sitting there with like some night crawlers and some fishing poles and the sun going down 
it was fantastic. Yeah, it was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that was I was just really happy that we got to take some time off from everything and just relax. And oh, that, man. Yeah, I, I totally forgot that that's where we recorded that episode. And yeah. So, I almost want to change my answer to that one. We we got to do it again in 2016, Neil, Chris. You tell come <laughs> out to Michigan and join yep. us on a boat. That's right. Okay, good. As long as you guys don't decide to record inside of a car, because editing <laughs> well, that was crazy. That, so. I know that happened. Uh, uh, it may have. <laughs> Thanks for editing that, Neil. No problem. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next question that we have is, what was your favorite off-air moment from the Dungeon Master's Block in 2015? Neil, why don't we again start with you? It recently came out for the world to hear, but when I recorded two DMnastic sections with Morgan Jenkins, uh, it was probably one of the best off air. um, For because for whatever reason, it the he and I just connected immediately. And if you go, it's very evident in the audio. Yeah. Yeah, when you guys are laughing about me sounding like a California girl, yeah, oh, yeah girl. totally. <laughs> the uh, his impression was amazing, but um, yeah. So if you are a Patreon uh, member, you can go check that out. It's a uh, an hour and a half, pretty much, of Morgan and I um, our entire recording session, and I think that was probably by far my favorite moment. I will let you know that when we re-recorded the intro and outro, he and I went to Google Maps for each other's small towns and essentially drove (laughs) around each other's towns. <laughs> I didn't even so, know you could do that. <laughs> no, it, so you guys, you were like looking at it, and you were talking about like restaurants and stores and things like that that were in your it, city. Yeah, in a small. So I was driving around in a small town in Australia, and he was driving nice. around in a small town in California. Then yeah, we were mentioning things we were seeing. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Super kind of creepy, but really awesome at the same Look time. Look at you off to just naming, putting out names on the Christmas episode, showing love. Oh, yeah. Both of your answers so far. If you can do that throughout all 12, I'll be very impressed. Because <laughs> okay. I don't know how you're going to fit that into all 12. Yeah. Well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> what about you, Chris? My favorite one was when we were another one back. I mean, kind of tying in with yours. But when we were... I th- it was either on the way up or the way back where we were talking about, and I know we'll talk about this a little bit more at the end of the episode, but when we were talking about possibly expanding the DMB and making it even better with some cooler, different things. And we'll save that for a little bit later, but that was probably yeah, yeah, yeah. my most favorite moment. And we both were just like, we got to do it. Let's go for it. Let's do it. <laughs> so that was, that was probably uh, my favorite off-air moment. What about you? Well, I have one, and it has to be said, but that's definitely Neil. You coming on board and helping us with the DMB and editing, starting starting out just being a listener who just loved the show and then being like, I'll do anything I can to help. And I was like, well, if that's actually true, would you like to try editing, perhaps? And you were like, yeah. And like you were just super helpful, and you just became more and more involved. And then Main Prize started up DMB gymnastics which was awesome and then you said let's let's try and make this for the show and and now you're bona fide staff members so that was watch out that was definitely the number one moment of 2015 but i do have to also say this other one because it wasn't mentioned and the other one would have to be a kate con oh yeah close because totally getting to play with all those uh listeners at a kate con and uh put on a game for them and watch them 
as the reveals happened mm-hmm. and just be able to chat with them after it was just fantastic that and getting so, to meet other podcasting people that we've yeah, that only too, ever yeah. talked to through email or you know twitter or whatever was was really really cool yeah so i would second Absolutely. that that's definitely well and you guys ended up having your two groups fight each other right we yeah. did okay we yeah did. it was we like a dream of ta- both of two ours. full tables and we brought brought them together for a big battle at the end nice yeah my table one evil. It's true. They did <laughs> only because uh, your wizard didn't use his second or one of his fireball spells. That's the oh, only yeah. reason he, you he won. He was saving it, and you know that's the only reason you won. Oh, it's fantastic. It works out that way. <laughs> but yeah, so that was. Those are some all great moments. Um, what about here's here's our third question. Our third question of Christmas. What was your favorite moment? out of our campaign adventures in 2015. So I guess, Neil, you can either share one out of your campaign adventures or share one out of ours. Either way, that's a good answer. Chris, what is your answer to this question? Yeah, oh man, there's there's quite a few because I really like to get into... I'm going to speak on behalf of characters that I've played because I've loved DMing, so I could share a ton of moments <laughs> that are my favorite from that, but I'll share one in particular. The moment that I remember the most was when Crewroar, I think, I don't remember when it, it was like part, like halfway through your campaign, Mitch, the last on the Riders of Shamesh, when he took that arrow for the king, uh, who was wearing that oh, armor of attracting I arrow. I forgot about that. Yeah, That's a fantastic that was prob- moment. I had, I had 36 health. I remember it. And I, I figured it out. I finally figured out what was going to happen, where the armor went. And it was just this moment of like, Kuro's going to jump in front of this massive arrow and take it for the king. And whatever <laughs> happens, he might die, but he'll go down in history as the guy that saved the king. And he went up. I had 36 health. You didn't know how much health I had. I don't, I don't think. I don't remember if you did. And you were like, you take 36 damage. <laughs> and I was like, I fall unconscious with a huge arrow stuck in my chest. <laughs> and that was probably my favorite moment from uh, all of the riders of Sh- riders of champagne, riders of the Shemesh campaign, <laughs> riders of Shemesh campaign. That was probably my favorite moment. Oh, I forgot about that moment. Yeah. That was such a good yeah. moment. That was a good. Moment. I think I think that. Oh man, I had a lot of fun playing Karab, but I I gotta say I I wrote down the Shemesh epilogue just the night. Oh yeah, because. Like you fell so in love with Crew Roar and the other players just fell so in love with their characters and just seeing them go through their their moments of putting their character to rest to ending their characters and oh it was just such a sweet moment and that that one moment too with Crew Roar where he stabbed the finally got the, the god weapon to work <laughs> the giant red dragon it finally worked in a moment i never thought it would have worked <laughs> <laughs> and crewer basically became crewer dragon slayer but, Among but beyond other that things, just yeah. watch yeah beyond that watching ricks reconnect with his family watching caleb struggle with grout hoof and the decisions grout hoof had to make it was that was to me probably the best dnd night for me out of the all of 2015. And then Panthea epilogue came very, very close second to me with that moment where Karab was talking to the one that the mo- one moment that sticks out to me was just such a small moment. But when I got to play as Karab talking to Martin oh, yeah. and just being like, you, you need to move on. Like yeah, you're not yeah. going to, you're not going to age. You need to move on. Like you have much bigger things that you need to do than sticking around here with me. So that was an amazing moment too. Yeah. Cause Martin was looking for a reason to stick around and stay yep. invested with people around here. And you, you were, yeah, I remember that moment. I wasn't expecting that. And then you were just like, look, 
you need to go you need to move yeah. on yeah that was good yeah that was that was all that was probably my favorite i got to role play as a player yeah. moment which is so funny because Karab was such a like battle born brawler and the moment that sticks out in my mind is like a just sitting around a table even eating some walrus burgers and oh yeah <laughs> talking to martin you about mean falling this, in love but... with sheep wasn't your favorite thing ever <laughs> no that was that was fun <laughs> that was a lot of fun but... yeah. or blowing up kegs worth of ale just in the oh middle man of the field. rob had some great <laughs> he moments, had some sweet but, moments but yeah that that sitting down moment yeah. was my favorite because it's it dnd to me is about the connections that characters have between other players and uh, like other player characters and when that actually happens in that sense it's you know that you've you've made your character well and you you've connected with because to me if you play a character that doesn't connect with NPCs and doesn't connect with PCs on like a deeper level, then you're you're not getting the place to me that you want your character to be and right. to be memorable and have those moments. Yeah. So, Neil, what about you? So for me, it was you know my players are going through the Emerald Spire Super Dungeon, mm-hmm. yeah, and for the better part of this last year, the main focus was on the second level by Ed Greenwood. What's up? Three for three on dropping names. Nice. And <laughs> nice. We love you, Ed Greenwood. Just the the traps that are in there are so good and so much fun. Uh, I think my favorite was as like they walk across a laboratory. So there's all essentially there's all this stuff on one side of the room that they want. A cage drops down with a zombie inside of it. Uh, so then now the whoever's stuck in there is also stuck like five feet away a zombie mm, <laughs> so nice. that was definitely the, the, the funnest moment because it was the least fun for the other group <laughs> for the rest of the group <laughs> oh that's awesome spoken like a true dm <laughs> all right our fourth question of christmas is uh what was the coolest D item that you received during 2015 so i'll answer this one first my favorite item was for chris when you started your new campaign i had been looking at hero forge for a long time and i just decided all right i'm gonna be hopefully be playing this character for a long time <laughs> maglath the goliath barbarian bounty hunter and so i went on hero forge finally i've got like six or seven characters made up on there but i made one up for maglath the goliath barbarian bounty hunter and i i printed it and i got it sent to me and i painted it and i have it in a little case on my shelf with all my other minis but i i love it i think this is a this is a good question because if you're listening to this and christmas hasn't come yet and maybe you have someone in your D group that you want to buy something for these are some great ideas or birthday presents or whatever but i highly recommend Hero Forge. It is a fantastic, fantastic place to go to get a gift for somebody or just to get a mini for yourself. Or just to have fun and mess around with creating something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hero Forge is awesome. I love, I love my Maglath Hero Forge mini. It's fantastic. I remember the day when you, like, I went over to your house and you got it. It was the first time that I had seen it painted and the axe head was missing. And you're like, oh my gosh, what happened? And (laughs) I was like, oh man, you were so livid. It was so. (laughs) But I super glued it. It was partially, I I, I laughed a little bit because I was like, oh my gosh, he's. Were you there when I, um, when I opened it from the box? No, I wasn't. Okay, my wife must, it must have been my wife who was there for this incident, but so I opened up the box, and it, if you don't know when you get these minis, unless you get like the brass version of it, they're translucent. Yeah. So I open up the box, and it's all in bubble wrap, 
and I thought they sent me nothing at all. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I had waited for weeks, and I just had this moment. My wife was watching me in excitement open the box, and I was like, what the heck is this? They didn't... Oh, it's here, right here. Okay, oh, I'm oh, fine. Wait, wait. I just <laughs> have to unwrap it a little bit further. <laughs> I was so mad. I didn't think they sent me anything, yeah. but yeah. oh, but it's it's awesome. Even though the axe head fell off, <laughs> I glued it back on, and it is fantastic. Yeah. Neil, what about you? What was your favorite thing? So... Uh, for number four, I will drop Wormwood Gaming and their magnetic <laughs> dice towers. Um, so I helped fund the Kickstarter and then got nice. that product nice. in. And essentially an entire tower and tray and dice holder for like a single set of seven all, full, all fold into each other. And it's just one thing. And then you huh. you lift it out and then magnetically put it together. That's awesome. Yeah, That's pretty it's, cool. It's to... really fun. You need to send us a picture of that. That sounds really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll get I'll get that up and then post it. Was that was that your first dice tower? Yeah, I've, I, I and mean, now you well, use it all the time. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> it was it was worth it. And yeah, I only that's exclusively what I use now. But um, yeah, yeah. No, I had used them before, just not really found one I had wanted. Nice, Chris. What about you? This was man. I don't know. I had made my own GM screen a while ago out of like cardboard and some other things just to make it. You know. <laughs> nice and what I wanted and not going out and buying the fifth edition DM screen that, you know, you can't really customize at all. So I wanted something that was customizable. And so I was looking around Amazon and I found the customizable GM screen that I think is by Savage Worlds, I think. I got you one, Mitch, uh, for like yes, a bachelor gift. My groomsman. A groomsman yeah, gift, present. yeah, sorry. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, and that has probably by far been my favorite item that I received this year for DMing just in general because I can I can do whatever I want with it if I want night notes or NPC names that you guys have run across I can use one of the slots for that and then I can have you know some conditions and rules and stuff in another one and then I can have prices of items or whatever I feel is going to be appropriate for that night or a map of the dungeon that you guys are going through so I don't have to have it you know taking up space somewhere else it's it's by far my favorite thing that I got. If you want to play 3.5, you put 3.5 yep. stuff in there. If you want to play 5e, you put 5e stuff in there. If you want to play an RPG that's completely different yep. than D&D, you put that stuff in yep. there. It, it is was, really cool. It's by far I was, my favorite thing. That is by far my favorite groomsman gift that I've ever received. Nice. I figured, I knew immediately when I was like, all right, I got to get Mitch something for a groomsman gift. What should I get? Got it. Because I'd gotten it right before that. I was like, that's what I'm getting. Well, I remember that on that day that you got married, too. I forgot it at the church. You did. Oh, man. And I remember, (gasps) like, texting you, like, I think, like, half a week later because I was like, he's on his honeymoon. I don't want to bug him. But then I was just like, "Uh, so I left the, the Dungeon Master screen at your church. And you're like, yeah, I hope that nobody threw it out because, you know, D&D equals Satan and all that <laughs> stuff. Well, it didn't say D&D on it, and so people yeah. might not know what it was, but it ended up in the lost and found along with yeah. other things that had been left behind from the wedding. So it was Luckily, it, was it was in was there. there. It was under, under a bunch of stuff, and nobody threw it away. But, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, those are all great things that you could get for gifts for Christmas, either this year or next year or the year after. But anyway, our number five question of Christmas is what 2015 movie could be a great inspiration for a D&D campaign? So, Neil, let's start with you on this one. Okay. Double name drop. Uh, so, for this one, it would be <laughs> Scott Johnson um, from Frog Pants and his undying love of this movie, as well as my friend Rick, because I was in Costa Rica at the time, and he helped get movie tickets, which I don't know that I would have done on my own. Uh, <laughs> and it was Mad Max Fury Road. 
Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, so good. I loved it. <laughs> they also don't have the same rules we do in America about how loud a movie can be. So <laughs> oh, really? it was, yeah, it was crazy the entire time. You uh, heard it for like three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, right. You just hear that buzzing noise in the your head. The ringing, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just a perfect example of post-apocalyptic by far and away and very you know that very D feel with the way um immortal joe is set up and mm-hmm. everything surrounding it and then of course your awesome anti-hero more than anything else with um tom hardy as yeah. max well and you have the bard that shoots flames out of his guitar so you oh touche touche <laughs> yeah come on that That's, bard i is guarantee fantastic. that guy has made it into at least one or two campaigns since that movie. Came oh out. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I know he's made it into quite a few D and D memes. That's oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Totally. For like weeks and weeks afterwards, he was in them. So, Mitch, what about you? For me, it would have to be the Mockingjay Part Two. I really do like the Hunger Games movies, and I think all of them have great inspiration for D and D campaigns. But specifically, the Mockingjay Part Two, I'm. I, I was one of the few that was very, very happy with the ending to these, to the books and to the movies. I know that they got a lot of hate towards the way that they ended, but I really was happy the the movies kept it the same as the books. And so I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler. So if you don't want to hear the spoiler, skip ahead like two minutes or whatever. But in the movie and in the books, <laughs> it turns out Sorry, at the end. I just watched Chris <laughs> take his headphones off. It's super funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's also Chris is totally headphones off right now. Yeah. Not trying to get the spoiler, but in the movie and in the books, basically the president of is who president snow is evil throughout the whole thing. And we have to take down president snow. And then there's this other president for the rebels that comes along and starts leading the rebels cause. But at the end, when the rebels take over, they, the president puts forth, Hey, we're going to have another hunger game start up. We're going to have the people who we've beaten. Now their children are going to be put into this new hunger games as revenge on them doing this to us. And it turns out, Hey, these people, the president of the rebellion, she's now in power and she is just as bad as president snow was. And so there's this scene where you just see the Mockingjay uh, Katniss has to take down the new president as well. And I just love that dystopian ending where it's like, Oh, the rebels won, but the president, just as bad as the other president. And I think that would be a fantastic way to end a campaign. This is me loving tragedy again. If you bring your players to the point where it's like, hey, you fought for this dude, and guess what? They're not as good as you thought. They are just as bad as the other dude. But I thought that would be a great ending. What do you think about that, Chris? That would, yeah, that would be a great ending. Totally a great ending. <laughs> Chris just put his headphones back on, so he didn't want to hear it. <laughs> but uh, all right, Chris. Now that this we're we're spoiler free, if you are still listening, Chris, what about you? What uh, movie inspired you? I recently watched Terminator Genesis not too long ago, oh, yeah. uh, and I think that would be. I, I just not necessarily the overall story to it would inspire me, but I think just in general, I want to do something where there's like constructs that you don't know are humans, or you don't know whether they're humans or whether they're you know constructs who are spies. Or I just think that that would be a phenomenal thing to add into a world. Like if you could make Warforged or something that could somehow grow skin and look like a human being and 
put themselves into society and nobody would know the difference and really they were trying to take over and rule everything i think that would be phenomenal to add into a yeah. uh, a D yeah. world or well well done flesh golems because what we yeah, see right, flesh right. golems always skin coming off different <laughs> yeah, like terrible body stitching parts. intestines yeah, coming out but yeah. like a well done flesh golem that's just like listening to their master yeah that's that's good i was like how's he gonna work terminator genesis and you just oh, <laughs> oh you did it totally, really well totally yeah, totally yeah. <laughs> yeah and hunger so, games part two totally our number six question of christmas is what was the greatest lesson from role-playing games that you learned over the past year so just you know an easy question so uh, (laughs) chris why don't you take this one first the number one thing that i learned is to let go of the reins and let the players tell the story follow where the players want to go and not necessarily where you had always intended for each night to go the first, the very first campaign, the very first night, I had the whole campaign planned out, had everything how it was supposed to go, and then it started, and it was like, well, you just wasted a lot of time. Have fun with that. And so I, I just think the number one thing that I learned was, yeah, just letting the players tell the story, go where the players are interested, because in the end, you won't have really told much of a story, and they will have loved the fact that you told a great story, if that makes mm. sense at all. So that, was, uh, that would be my number one thing from nice. this past year. What about you, Mitch? My number one thing, this was something that I would say I didn't like fully. It didn't just happen this year that I learned this, but this year was a year that through making the DMB episodes, like I really, really started to develop more of a thought process on this idea. But the idea of character development, especially when it comes to like alignment and how a character should really, in my opinion, change in a campaign. So if you're playing a character, uh, we've had discussions about this, like, and you start off as a neutral true neutral character through all the events that the dungeon master and the rest of the PCs bring forth and the NPCs bring forth and the events of the campaign does your character stay in that spot I think that our as players we get so involved in our backstory and what made what in the background made the character get to the point where they are at the start of the campaign how they became this character that we forget the only story that people are going to really remember Remember about our character is the story that we play in that campaign. And so what happens in that campaign to develop the character? Because a character should change, and if they don't change, if you can look back at the beginning of the campaign and say, this character was the exact same as he ended in the campaign, then I think there's a problem. That doesn't necessarily mean that the alignment itself has to change, but I think we as players need to be open to alignment changing. Uh, And that's something that I really have just grasped onto this year. And I really love that idea. And I've been trying to talk with players about that as well and be like, so where do you see your character? Like he's this alignment now, like, is he still kind of coasting along in the same alignment or has he had thought processes thought changes throughout this i know chris you've been a huge example to me in that sense like crew maybe not alignment wise change but he he had such character development and now you've got sanjen and sanjen i feel like you started off this campaign with i want to see this character develop oh yeah 
And I don't know if, you know, if Sanjan is going to have a, uh, from watching you play, I don't know if he's going to have a tragic story or like a uplifting story. I don't think you quite know. I don't, yet. I don't know. I'm going with whatever's <laughs> thrown at me for it to develop him. But I'm really interested to see Sanjan and see, especially in the Voyage of the Undying, Unending Sea, there's so much stuff that's going to be thrown at you guys, good or bad. And there's already been stuff thrown at you guys that to have characters stay just stagnant and not changing would not to me be a good story and i think all of the players are kind of going how does this change my character and i really like that idea so that's for me 2015 was a real eye-opener in that sense neil what about you uh so for this shout out it will go to (laughs) jm perkins and (laughs) the idea of really doing a prologue and then Mm. of course all the content that he provides with the adequate commoner that he recently released and just how interesting that is and kind of playing off of yours and not defining so much about characters before you start you know, letting it hmm. letting it develop more than setting this super permanent road for them to walk down so i think yeah be it. yeah that does play off i like that i like that a lot it also plays off of chris's because no <laughs> neil's like neil's just he's just tying it all together for us hey, he just he I got had the ultimate thing that he learned he learned everything <sighs> Yeah, oh, great. gosh. And putting the bow on top, too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Our number seven question of Christmas is, what other great RPGs did you play during 2015? All right, Neil, why don't you start us off? Okay, so this shout-out goes to, um, it would be Friartook from the forums, <laughs> because I recently started playing a play-by-post on Gamer's Plane with uh, Star Wars Edge of Empire rule set oh, you're nice. throwing in gamers playing as a shout out too Watch look at you um, Two so, and I one. <laughs> uh, so i haven't i had seen the rule set and the last time i had played star wars rpg was quite a few years ago with the last version and it was still d20 based so it's been mm-hmm. a lot of fun to do that and really really deep character development before the group is getting together kind of stuff so tons of fun yeah chris what about you Oh, man. Uh, I haven't really played a whole lot, actually. I've played <laughs> Everyone is John. That was a pretty fun one. Pretty dark like when we played one. it, but it was, it was pretty good. That's one of my good. answers, yeah. but yeah, it's fun. Yeah. We played me and Flawful Jared and my brother and my wife actually got in on this one, much to, I think, her dislike. Uh, she played with <laughs> her us. Her chagrin. Yeah, her chagrin. She played <laughs> We're All Gonna Die. Have you ever heard of that one before? It's like a... Only because I've heard you mention yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a... I mean, it's literally like you don't use any dice. You're basically just telling a story and people have like three things they're really good at, two things they're really bad at, and you as the GM play off of those things. And we played this story where my brother came up with this name. My wife came up with this character's name. Jared came up with this character's name. I picked a name out of the hat at the very beginning. That was the person that lives all the way through it. They went into Walmart. Everybody in Walmart started going insane, trying to kill them. Flawful Jared was riding through on a frozen bike, wielding a machete at one point in time. And uh, <laughs> my brother had a old woman biting at his ankle after he pushed her out of a power chair. Like there was just so many. Jared got beat to death by tires that animated oh themselves. Goodness. Like there was so many. Merry just Christmas, funny, everyone. <laughs> yeah, very some very funny and uh, yeah, just very funny things that you wouldn't expect to happen in an RPG happening. So that was probably one of my favorite. And it was just totally thrown 
thrown together, very impromptu, improvish type stuff. So those were the two that I I played. I wanted to play Dread, and I'm sure that's one that you're going to say, Mitch. But oh yeah, that was yeah, that, that was one that I wanted to play that I didn't. Get that's to play. my number one answer. I really do like Everyone Is John. I've played it a couple times now because I do love the idea. But you're right; it does always turn very dark. Yeah. You only need one person at the table to be like the crazy. I want to like just go on a crazy spree and it turns dark really quick yeah but dread i got to play only once i'd like to play it again it is a pretty simple system which is nice when you're learning a new rpg and we just we played we set up candles around the table we put the jenga tower in the middle and we just had this this great story it was led by jp actually he led our led our story and it was it was a lot of stress and it was a lot of fun at the same time so dread is fantastic we will have to definitely play oh, a game of dread totally, sometime totally. soon maybe krampus style dread right hey there we go there <laughs> oh, we go gosh and with that number eight the questions of christmas we have what classic christmas story slash element would you like to see in a D game neil why don't you start us off for this one so for this one this shout out gets to go to james intracasso because he actually has 5e stats for santa claus <laughs> that's awesome so if you check out his website at worldbuilderblog.me you can check out stats for santa he even did, oh my gosh <laughs> he even did layer actions and regional effects that's and hilarious so yeah pretty much anything you could possibly want you can find there man yeah that's amazing. pretty i i gotta go and look that up after this i think one of the things that i would love to see added in is the grinch I don't exactly know how the Grinch would be added in, but I just think somebody who is trying to put the, I don't know, the down, he'd like the Debbie Downer of Christmas within a city, I think would be phenomenal to add into any game. How that would happen, I don't exactly know, but I think that would be a lot of fun to add into a game. I think you should do it by having him be an intelligent troll. Ooh, that would be very awesome. And he has a troll army. I have added intelligent trolls into my game before. Nice. And it's worked out really well, but I have never thought about doing it as a Christmas style (laughs) intelligent troll. Oh, and he could have like caribou who can fly, who have magic flying powers, and they come riding in on flying caribou how crazy would that be intelligent trolls riding on the backs of caribou done into a sit done totally doing it now be ready mitch when we play that's going to be the guy that we add in it's going to be great so yeah chris you you kind of took my answer by adding on to your answer but i love (laughs) the idea of a reindeer who fly driving a sleigh that is just such a cool cool christmasy element that would be great in a DD story or here i'll go i'll go i'll give another one i also think it'd be sweet to have a like calvin and Hobbes moment where all the snowmen come alive and start oh, attacking you that would be interesting <laughs> the snow goons that'd be fantastic that would be very interesting yes <laughs> all right so our number nine question of christmas is what was your favorite monster that you got to run in 2015 so chris why don't you start us off okay so there was a night where we did a one shot where everybody got to play kobolds and one of the monsters that i got to use in the that night was a gibbering mouther have you guys ever heard yep. of those things? Oh, that yeah. was by far my favorite monster that I have run <laughs> in 2015. It was so much fun to watch two of the players 
get bit by it and then pulled inside and start getting digested alive by this creature <laughs> and he, like having them come within 60 feet and having to make all these checks to like not become confused and disoriented and things like that was so much stinking fun uh so that was probably my favorite <laughs> monster to run in 2015 what about you mitch nice uh, for me, it was a homebrew monster of my own making. You've heard me talk about it before, but I the Mirror them. Men were my yep. favorite. I oh, knew that was going to be I love, I love the Mirror Men. I, I love the lore behind do. them. I love how they act. I love that they almost killed half of your, or the whole party, in the labyrinth of the gods. But the Mirror Men are these men that have mirrors for faces. They're these constructs. And when they look at one of the adventures, they take on all of their attacking stats and their spells, and they get to use it against them. So, mm. Groudhoof, uh, tell me what your highest level spells are. <laughs> mm. uh, show me your spell list. I love it. Love Mirror Men. <laughs> what about, what about you, Neil? That's awesome. <laughs> so one of my favorite that I got to play that's out there is actually still under an NDA, so I don't get to talk about it. And but I will explain why. <laughs> why? So I helped kickstart the Tome of Beasts from Wolfgang Bauer oh, yeah. and Kobold Press, and that will nice. end up be, because of how successful it is. It'll end up bringing an extra four hundred monsters into D and D fifth edition. So fantastic check that out and i mean the kickstarter is over but i can't envision they won't sell some after the fact so definitely yeah i would imagine they would sell some and uh yeah there's also a book of layers in there as well so do you have one that you can actually tell us about (laughs) uh (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> with a shout out please uh, with a shout out oh no um, oh no <laughs> to wizards of the coast for creating this monster <laughs> yeah right <laughs> shout out <laughs> uh actually no the shout out would have to go back to ed greenwood because you know, that's mainly the area I've been we playing. love you ed is <laughs> his um level in the emerald spire and it's called a moon spider and essentially mm. it has really intense web and then it also does ob- obscuring mist and can go gaseous form as well. Oh, so nice! Those sound fun. And yeah, nice. and they set pretty elaborate traps inside the dungeon, so they're fun. That sounds fun to run as a DM. Yeah, it, <laughs> not well, to yeah, run especially into as a player. Yeah, not to play as a player. Spiders are usually awful as players. <laughs> yeah, especially when like you can't see the spider and then it just disappears completely. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to use tomb spiders. You remember those, Mitch? The ones that lay uh, I, the I eggs do. inside of the bodies. I still want to. Oh. That could be your favorite 2016 monster. Oh, could Chris. be. I got to find a way to bring it into this campaign. <laughs> I don't think go. they'll make it. Uh, He's we'll find one. out. He's we'll find one. out. Anyway, our number 10 Christmas question is, what was your favorite NPC that you got to run in 2015? Neil, what's yours? Ooh. I guess I have to thank myself. Uh, that's the only, Shout out to Neil. Yeah, that's the only way, way that that one That's works. the only way you get an NPC in there. So I, so in the town, I tried to create an NPC that every player could specifically interact with when they come back to town and try and train up and learn things. So I, and I have a list like this guy goes with that guy. So there was a transmutation wizard, and I made his backstory i made his familiar be one that he transformed into a full-blown cat folk hmm. and i named him felix and he's like super <laughs> super off the wall and, of course um yeah that was did he not speak and just you know everything was like a silent movie around him no but... i also did the intel the <laughs> oh, gosh i can't for, i forget the spell name but where you essentially roll multiple d6 and add it to the intelligence of the creature <laughs> nice um, nice and so, yeah, so he's just there. And then it was some fun interaction, like, from the PCs 
questioning the morality of that. <laughs> and, and then he's just like, yeah, I know. I regret it every day because, <laughs> you know, because the cat, the cat folk character is so off the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, gosh. Chris, what about you? Uh, I have two. One was Jeff the Dragon Turtle. I loved, yep. I loved and playing. And we all hated Jeff. You all hated Jeff. <laughs> That's probably yep. why you loved yep. it. Uh, Jeff was a lot of fun. Not really. The, we just, our no, characters hated Jeff. The other one. Was Dwalem, and I'm pretty sure you guys hated him more because he was that oh, yeah. dwarf within Dwellum. the salty dog in the city of Milner. That you know, you guys went to bat for him though and got him his own ship and yeah. won another ship. But sure. you guys all hated him because he oh, was he so. Sucked. He was like, he was like, yeah. Well, we could, you know, I can take you guys. Uh, do you have a ship? And you were like, wait, we came to you because you were a captain. <laughs> like, don't you have a ship? And from that moment on, you guys just. Could not stand Dwalem. So he was nope. really fun to run to. But yeah, what about you? <laughs> For me, I wrote down, and I don't even know if the listeners know about this guy because he was so he was so obscure and hardly in the story, but I wrote down Seamus McDougal. Oh, um, the, yeah. <laughs> the uh, white jackrabbit riding leprechaun. Uh, oh, he was on a white jackrabbit. <laughs> what? Yeah, he was always riding on a white jackrabbit. You don't remember uh, I just remember part? he could turn invisible. Oh no, he yeah, he did that too cuz he showed up in uh Giantstown with he you guys. He did give us sweet <laughs> items though. When you guys first met him, he was riding his jackrabbit away from the skeleton horde. Oh, uh, I don't remember him riding a speed yeah. and just like run, they're coming. And then like you guys met up with him later and he gave you the little clubs. whistles. Oh yeah. Uh, that yeah. you could That's you right. could like let your mounts ride away and then you'd whistle and they'd come right back to wherever you are. I forgot but he was we a had leprechaun. Those. Yeah, he was a leprechaun that he followed Ola Damara and so he was a little bit crazy. You guys met him in the comeback in in uh where you guys could never leave because you always had to come back in whenever you left. It's like uh, that episode but, of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I, that episode because I don't like Star Trek. But <laughs> it's fine. I didn't meet him. I was I was a bloated half. That's right. Floating. That's why you chicken. don't remember the Jackrabbit, yep. Chris, because you don't you yep. weren't there for that moment. But you were there when he was invisible and he showed up in Giants Town and he was yep. hiding from the Giants. But yeah, Seamus McDougal was so fun to play. But it was annoying. Thinking with that, Seamus McDougal was probably not my favorite NPC that I got to play. My favorite NPC was probably playing Old Demaro with the couple times that you guys got to meet him because you guys met him in the comeback in which once again chris you weren't there for that he was the innkeeper but you guys had no idea who he was at the moment and then he showed up again when you guys had met with the gods council and he kind of like you guys had a chit chat with him outside of the gods council and getting i think who was it he and uh, another character went to play pranks on the the rest of the gods i think they pranked heronius yeah, uh, <laughs> but playing old tomorrow was super super fun and he wasn't mad that we stole one of his little creatures either pretty cool <laughs> yeah right you're uh, one of the um a eraser two of, two of them guys two of them, yeah <laughs> yeah that was fun. fantastic who are now somewhere in my world somewhere in your but... world eating all the chalk <laughs> yep anyway our number 11 christmas question is what was your favorite dungeon experience in 2015 mitch we're probably gonna have the same one are we really i, I don't know so? i don't know well, mine was i'll just start with mine mine was moradin's maze <laughs> oh no 
The, okay, then we don't. Mine was the no, I hated giant labyrinth. Of, I was gonna say you're <laughs> absolutely you hated that? it. I mean, <laughs> the the three night in a row adventure four. in the maze of the four night, four night in a row, row. adventure I remember. Four of <laughs> the labyrinth of the gods. Oh, there were so many great times. Mirror men, sure, I had some and cool stuff. Puzzles and traps and gems you guys had to find. Oh, oh. Yeah. I it it's great. I know there were difficult moments, but as a DM. Like, uh, Neil has been playing his super dungeon. My maze, I don't think, is anywhere close to that super dungeon. But, oh, man, that four nights in a row, like, mega dungeon that I created myself, that was a sweet dungeon experience. <laughs> ours is not the same. <laughs> Our, I didn't think ours no, would be the same. No. What is yours? I'm curious. Mine was the one that we ran out of CadeCon. Or a catacomb. Oh, that was true. that was my favorite. The one You're where right. we yes. had two parties going through the basically the same exact. Thi- uh, I mean, it, we were they were going through different parts of the brain. They had different areas of the brain that were made into rooms. But then at the end, to have them show up at the other, you know, on an opposite side, see that they're playing the exact same people, see that Jairus is the same exact person. Watching one Jairus turn into a demon, one Jairus turn into an angel. They fight, and then oh, <laughs> that was probably my favorite dungeon that I have ever run yeah that was a lot I mean, of fun I, I loved a lot of the dungeons that i made but that was just fun because we had two groups coming together at the end and yeah that was by far my favorite one <laughs> neil what about you i kind of feel like i, I, know I your have answer. a shout out to ed greenwood no uh <laughs> well i have two i'll do two shout outs you'll be fine okay one the first one is actually to mitch because oh. he told me that you guys had traveled ahead 40 years long before you guys actually knew that it happened so that was a fun (laughs) reveal to hear about after the fact yeah i remember you being so giddy the uh the moment that you were able to reveal that you knew about that yes Then the other one is actually uh, to the CEO of Paizo Publishing, Lisa Stevens, because <laughs> she had done the first level of the Emerald Spire, and that one was a lot of fun because they had it's goblins, you know, first level, and they have like a really jacked up version of a construct from deeper in the dungeon. So that was just tons of fun to play because he's got like random pieces and parts on him. So, nice. And uh, one of the players got it and is trying to fix it back up and use it. So been fun to play (laughs) fantastic all right well we are at our last question of the night our last dmb christmas question and of course we need our classic drum roll right here before our question And our number 12 question is, what can we look forward to in 2016 from the Dungeon Masters block? I'll go ahead and start us off. One of the things that you guys can look forward to pretty soon is another Hired Heroes episode coming out. We have been playing Hired Heroes. It takes a long time, but I am pretty excited about this next episode coming out. We have some fantastic adventures with Malil. Tarhoon and Sev and a new hired hero will be joining the group but oh man you guys can look forward to hired heroes episode two it's going to be fantastic lots I don't want to lots build it of up, character but, development oh man it's going to be yeah there are some great character development moments so you guys can look forward to an, another hired heroes and we will keep bringing you that on a slow but steady release so the next one is definitely more great guests 
Oh, yeah. Obviously, we've had some in the past, and some of them will undoubtedly show back up. But I know that even in early January, when we come back, we have an amazing guest. Uh, and you guys will actually get to hear the first podcast I recorded as a host. Uh, that's so true. That'll, be, yeah. that'll be a fun little time warp, and I have no idea <laughs> if I will, how that will sound. But yeah, yeah, that's so weird that that's coming out after this episode. So yep. technically, this is the first one that aired that you no, hosted. <laughs> this is the second because I did the Halloween one. Oh, that's right. So <laughs> you just was, lied. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he's just he, he's jumping through the time. Yeah, we have no yeah, idea. It that. gets confusing. But in an confusing. alternate timeline. It's evil Neil. How does evil Neil sound? I think they're exactly the same. <laughs> well, good, that was disappointing. Good cop out. Good cop out. The, uh, oh, yeah, no, but the, the first guest we have lined up after that is should be tons of fun for everyone. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, many more. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think, too, one thing that I'm really excited about, and we talked about this on our mini vacation time off, Mitch, but we are yep. going to be doing some things that are more than just our regular Dungeon Master Block episode and all the things that go along with that every week. So stay tuned for that. You'll start seeing some things uh, probably early 2016 as far as what we're talking about. But yeah, just stay tuned for that. That's something that I'm really excited about, and it's something that we've been putting a lot of time and effort into so we hope you enjoy it wait but chris can't you tell us more on that no not yet nope not stop yet. asking That's right. you guys stop will, asking you guys will have to wait yeah and <laughs> going off of that one what chris may or may not be talking about and we have no information to give but uh, <laughs> is also just excited about how diamnastics is out on its own and so is yep. story time and just what that'll allow all of us to do in terms of getting content out there and you can definitely look forward to more DMnastics with Neil and jumping on the forums with him and giving ideas. And you should totally be on there because you never know when your ideas might show up in a DMnastics. And you can absolutely look forward to more story times because we're going to be playing, Chris. We all know. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We can't do a D&D podcast and not play D&D. So. Yeah. Um, and lastly, what can you look forward to? This is not a set promise, but we are hoping that we, the Dungeon Masters block, all three of us here can show up at Gen Con next year. So that is a hope for us. So yes, and that will all be made possible by you fantastic Patreon dragons out there. So uh, we thank you so much. Well, that is is the 12 questions of Christmas that we have for you on today's special Christmas episode of the Dungeon Masters Block. Uh, We hope that you have enjoyed just getting a little insight of our show and uh, what we enjoyed about 2015 and getting a little insight about 2016 and what you can look forward to in 2016. Before we close out the show, as we did last year, you know what's coming. We, of course, have a little something for you and let's move on to that little something hey guys welcome i'm glad that you guys are here Oh, oh thanks, hey. Chris. Thanks hey, for inviting us. Can I take us. your coat? Oh, it's kind of so cold lovely. outside. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. It is. It's snow is coming down. Oh, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, nice fire inside. Good times. Is that hot chocolate? Oh, it is hot chocolate and eggnog too, if you'd like. Yeah. Let's. But before that, let's sing. Have yourself a very. Hey.
yourself a very DMB Christmas. Make your world's Goodbye.